locally, with family and friends, House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you enjoy the viewing. Anybody in here need a new peace from God? With all the turbulence that's in the world today and the chaos that we find inside of ourselves, it's so easily to be misled, misguided. It's so easily to become weak and confused because of all the elements that comes from our desires. And the problem is this, is that we're so immature as humans as to what God would have us to do and have us to be. We are so immature at it until we don't understand the urgency of the hour. There is an urgency to the hour that we're in. And the Lord keeps speaking over and over and over. We can't put our trust in possessions. We just can't do it. If we have some things from God, that's all well and good. But I'm here to tell you this morning that our wealth does not depend on the possessions that we have from the world. That's not where our wealth comes from. But our wealth is determined by what's inside of us and what we allow to come forth from God who lives within us. The Bible says in Revelation 21, verse 2, it says, And I, John, John being the grace of God, the word John means God is gracious. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God and out from heaven. Well, you see right there, God is above heaven because it's coming out from him. I mean, coming down from God and out from heaven, heaven being the spiritual realm. And it's prepared as a bride that's adorned for her husband. Well, we're the bride and Christ is the husband. So, there's something about this new Jerusalem that people just haven't been getting. And they haven't been teaching. Because it looks to me here that this thing is a spiritual situation. And that's what we're going to look into today. He says, I, John, saw. He saw something. Now, grace 
always allows us to see something. You see, what grace did was grace opened up so that we could see some things. What the law had covered up, grace uncovered and allowed us to see some things. John says he saw the holy city. There's this city, when you look it up, it means to have an encounter with. The city, the encounter, is a holy encounter, a holy city, and it's known here as the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem being the city of peace. But Jerusalem is the city of peace, our encounter with peace. But God says it's going to be a new encounter. There's going to be a new encounter with your peace. And you've got to latch on to the fact that this new encounter, once you receive it, what are you going to do with it? Because there are things in the world that's going to try to take it back from you. Once you go forward in God, you can bet something is going to come forth to try to take you backwards. Because it don't want you to get to that new peace. See, if, 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 you, if the only peace that you know is the peace that you have in the world, then you really don't have no peace. Your peace is not going to establish you. If, you. if your peace is of the world, that's not good enough. John say, I sought the holy city. In other words, I saw, I had a vision of a new revelation about how I should feel inside of myself. I got a new revelation on that. See, some of us need to have a new revelation about ourselves and what's within us. Some of us really do. So we keep allowing chaos because we keep looking low. But in order to see the new Jerusalem, the new city of peace, the new encounter with peace, we're going to have to see it coming out of the spiritual realm. We're going to have to take our eyes off trying to get peace on this world or this realm down here. Because the stuff that we possess, the things that we accumulate, it never satisfies us. There's always something else that we want. So we've all lived long enough to know that ain't working. I saw that it was coming down from God and out from heaven. This new peace. That means that there was an old peace, but God is going to renew it. 1 Samuel 3, 11 tells us that I'm going to do a new thing in Israel. Israel is the church. That's us. He said, I'm going to do a new thing in you. And it's going to cause not one of your ears, but it's going to cause both your ears to tingle to those that hear it. See, some ain't going to hear it. See, what God is saying here this morning, some people ain't going to hear it. They need to hear it, but just some people just ain't going to hear it. It's going to go right over their head because they're busy doing everything else. That's, that's going to happen, you know? But then when chaos hits you and you wonder why, well, where were you when the word was being given? You weren't paying attention. You understand what I'm saying? See, that, that, that's what the problem is. He said, I'm going to call both your ears to tingle. Your physical ears going to tingle when I do this new thing in you. And your spiritual ear is going to tingle. He said, both of them got to tingle. Why would both of them have to tingle? 
In other words, he's got to get not only your attention in the physical realm, but he's got to get your attention in the spiritual realm. Revelation 21, verse 7. Are we there? He says that he that overcometh shall inherit how many things? All means all, right? Look what God is saying to the overcomer. Now, what's an overcomer? An overcomer is someone that's victorious. Not somebody playing church. I'm talking about an overcomer. An overcomer shall inherit not something, but all things. Somebody say all things with me. All things. Now, do you think that you're going to get all things just to have all things? No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. He says here in verse 7, And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Now watch this. The overcomer shall inherit all things. In Ephesians 1.3 it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who has given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. There's that word all again. He's given us everything. He said to him that overcomer shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. Hmm. And he shall be my son. Well, hold up. What? See, see, now religion can't see no further than son. Offspring. But when you look up the word, the word son means builder of the family of God. It means builder, you see. See, God didn't call us to be sons to do nothing but run around. No, builders. He called us to be sons of God so that we can build. You understand what I'm saying? See, there's a building involved in this thing. I'm talking about to the one that overcome. I'm not talking to church folk. I'm talking about the kingdom people, people who, who, who want to build this thing within them, let God build them from within. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that other stuff that everybody used to. I'm talking about a whole different, a whole different level of teaching here. Now, watch this word here, because I'm going to show you what God is talking about here. He said, and he shall be my son. For we are what? Laborers. Together with who? That means we're co-laborers, right? Ye are God's husbandry. That's his, that's his field. This is where he do his work at. And ye are God's what? Sound like a tabernacle. Sound like a temple, right? Everybody on the same page? Everybody understand this? See, you got to be interested in God to catch this. If you ain't interested in God, then you, you ain't going to catch this, you see. It's going to be boring to you, you know. But I'm going to tell you something about the almighty living God. Boy, what an adventure. Ain't nothing boring about him. And people bore me that ain't into him. Isaiah 66, 22. Over there. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which what? Come on. Which what? Which I will make. See, see that one word throws you off. I will make. That means I got to still do some work, right? He says, new heavens, new earth, I will make. Not I make, I will make. When you throw your will out there, you working. I will make. Not I make. I will. I am that I am. You understand what I'm saying? So this designates the fact that on this side of the fence, 
God has entered into his rest. But there's another side where God is going to come out and he's going to come out with the saints and it's all going to be redone again. A new heaven and a new earth. Y'all better hear what I'm saying up in here. When God comes, steps out of his tabernacle, he's bringing us with him. That's why he called us sons. He says in the book of John 1, 12, that as many as believed on him and as received him, they were given the power to become, not to be, but to become the sons of God. Process. That word become means process. You see, you hear, let me tell you what the problem is. The process takes longer than the miracle. That's why most people in the church ain't going to become an overcomer because of the process. Now, once they got them all in place, it didn't take no time for the miracle to come. All he had to do was bless it, lift it up, break it, bless it, and start passing it out. You understand what I'm saying, church? You got to get in with the process because it don't take long at all for God to do the miracle in your life. Don't take this word lightly. Catch it. Put your gloves on and catch it. And then put it inside yourself and start working it and watch it see. Want it be like money in the stock market. And then you, you, you'll find another economy, the economy of God. And once you discover the economy of God, you'll put down the economy of man. See? Now, God said, okay, at the proper time, I heard the, 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 the astronomers talking the other day, you know, them, them, them high-powered brains. And they said that, and they right in line with what the revelation that God has shown me. He said, now, the, 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 the universes are dying out. And they're going back to the thing called nothing again. And that's true. Because when God breathed it out, he spoke it. And now the universe is in a place of God breathing it back in. And when he breathed it out again, there's going to be a new heaven and new heavens and new earth. You understand what I'm saying, church? Now, when God breathes out again, after he breathed what he's already made back in, because he's in the process of doing that, that's why the edges of the universes are dark now, you know, because he's breathing it all back in. You see, what y'all don't know, earth ain't where it was two seconds ago. We are moving through the universe. And as we move through the universe, the universe is moving. And the earth is moving, and it's like a table with plates on it and cups and sauces and food. And it ain't just a table moving, the whole house moving. And it ain't just a whole house moving, but everything on the table is moving. The plates and everything. But because God knows the right mileage to make this earth, do you all not know that we're traveling right now? We are, each one of us, over 1,100 miles per hour. Did you, but do you feel like you're traveling like that? Feel like you're standing still. Ain't God good. Ain't God good. 
How many hours in a day? 24, huh? The circumference of the world is 25,000 miles. Do your math. Divide it into 24. You come up with a little over 1,100 miles an hour. Because it's 24 hours, it makes a full revolution, right? That means we we're on earth, aren't we? Well, we're traveling wherever it's spinning, we're spinning with it. So whatever speed it's spinning, you're spinning with it. But suppose it just got one mile out of coordinates. Ooh, that wouldn't be too good, would it? It'd knock everything off. Y'all understand how deep God is? And we're up in there hollering about some tell your neighbor. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. God is deep. And, and, and we deep in him. Now, watch this. He said we're going to be builders. When God breathed in, called Enoch, Jude talks about how Enoch prophesied he comes with ten thousands of thousands of his saints. So when we come out to play with God, it ain't going to be no play. It's going to be work. See, everybody think we're going to heaven just to have a hallelujah time. No, no, no. No, we got work to do, you see, because we are what? Builders with God. So God is getting us ready on this plane so that we can build universes with it. Oh, y'all don't want to hear me. Y'all don't want to hear me. See, 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 you too, you've been in church too long. You know, you're in the right place if you want to find out what this thing called the Holy Bible is really talking about. God is getting us ready to him that overcometh. He say, I'm going to let you inherit all things. What are you inheriting it for? So that you can build with it. Amen. If you ain't got nothing, you can't build nothing. God say, if you overcome, I'm going to give you everything. And if I give you everything, then you're going to be a builder with me because we are co-laborers with God. We are his husbandry and we are his building. And God says that he's got a job for us to do, that we are his sons and he wants us to build universes with him. So when he breathed this thing in and he breathed it back out, that means that everything is going to be empty again and we're going to have to do some more building a new heaven and a new earth. Are y'all with me up in here? So God continues to speak to us. And as he speaks to us, he says here, in Revelation, the eighth chapter, that is what he says. Listen up. Uh, Revelation 21, verse 8. Excuse me. Are we there? This is what he says. He says, but the fearful, uh-oh, got these scared people in the house. <laughs> all right, all you doubters, all you people scared to go forward, look where you're going. He said, but the fearful, and the unbelieving, he put the fearful in with the unbelieving. And the abominable, and the murderers, and the whoremongers, and the sorcerers, and the idolaters, and not some liars. Oh, Jesus. All liars shall have their part in the what? Which do what? Burn them with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That's the word of God. It don't make no difference whether you want to hear it or not. You just read it. And God said, I place my word above all my name. 
And the only thing that God can't do is tell a lie. And God said, all liars, all the fearful, all abominable, all whoremongers, all sorcerers, all that kind of stuff, they're going to be cast into the lake of fire. There are two deaths. I pray to God that none of us don't have a one. There's the physical death, and then the second death is the death of the soul. This is what he's talking about here, the second death, death of your soul. Now, let's deal with this lake of fire and brimstone. The word brimstone means uh, the purification from all uh, what we call contagions. A contagion is something that's contagious. You see, to the overcomer, God say, I can't have y'all mixed in with that mess. You understand what I'm saying here? This is how serious God is. So you can make up your mind today how serious you want to be with him. You know? Because God's word says this. Now, he said that lake, the reason I created this lake of fire and brimstone is to purify my people from all those who were contagions, who had these contagions in them called sin. Did you not know that if you leave a bad apple in a barrel, that the whole thing will get bad? Do you not know if God would have left them after they put their hand to that tree and the fruit thereof, then don't you know, and it wasn't no apple. And it was, don't you know that God had to put them out of there because he said they got to get up out of here, at least they put their hand back to that tree and live forever in the condition that they're in. So I'm going to have to purify the people that are overcomers by putting those that aren't overcomers, the fearful, the liars, and all of them, by putting them in that lake of fire and brimstone because that's the thing that burns off and destroys all those contagions, those contagious things called sin that we as people don't want to turn loose. So ain't but one or two, when it all boils down to it, I don't care what you know, how far you go in this thing, when it all boils down to it, church, you're either going to be a goat or you're going to be a sheep. That's what it all boils down to. Goats go in on the right. I mean, goats go in on the left. Sheep go in on the right. On the left, there's the lake of fire. And God mean business about that. I know they don't preach it, but it's still here. It doesn't matter whether they preach it or not. I don't care whether it's popular or not. It's in the book. That's the only thing that matters. It's in the book. I just showed it to you. Talk with me saying here, come where? Hither. That's the same thing he said to him, ain't it? I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth on many waters. Well, first of all, he had to show him the judgment of the great whore, the false religion that's in the world today. That's the first thing he had to show him, okay? Before he showed him in 21.9, he said, now if you come here, I'm going to show you the bride. But I got to show you this first, because this right here is what's going to keep a whole lot of folk from being able to see this over here. You understand what I'm saying? Now watch what he says here, verse 2. Say, the whole sits on many waters. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. She sits on many waters because she's sitting on 
to sitting on people's blessings. That's what she's doing. All over the world. She's a whore sitting on many waters, many blessings. You know, the darkness was upon the face of the waters, the face of the deep. Remember? Remember? And when darkness is over your blessings, you can't see it. Right? So God had to say, let there be light in order for you to see what it was that God wanted to give you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have known it was under there. Amen? So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, into a place I'd never been before. And I saw a woman. The woman always designates similar to church. And he said, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast because she was sinful. Full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. She had perfect power. Seven is the seven horns represents perfect power that she had over man. Ten represents she was unified with what she was doing. Now watch the woman. Here's the key. This is what lets you know that it's the church, the false church. Watch this. Verse 4. And the woman was arrayed in what? Purple and what? Do you not know those are the colors of the priesthood? Do you not know that? She was colored. She, those are the colors of the priesthood. Purple. Scarlet. She had a form of God. But she was denying the power of the Lord. And she was decked with gold. And precious stones and pearls having a golden cup in her hand. That cup is your soul. See, see, this false religion out here has the church, church member's soul right there in his hand. And it's supposed to be spiritually pure. Because it's supposed to be gold. But look, look, look what she look, look what she got. Full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. You, you understand what the, the false church is doing here? And I saw the woman, look at the church. She was drunk with the blood of the who? Without a saint. And with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration because John is trying to figure out how can this be? How can this be? And that's what I do every time I turn the television on and I listen to them yeah, you talk about. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm saying, how can this be? 